Welcome to the GigTube Podcast, hosted by Chad Polenz, a full-time gig economist since 2018. Each week, Chad talks to a fellow gig worker, content creator, or an industry insider to dig deep into the world of the gig economy. Let's see what they discover this week. Hey, welcome to another episode of Interview with a GigTuber or the GigTube Podcast or whatever you want to call it. Tonight, my guest is Kyle Gibson, a.k.a. The Cheapster. What's up, doing, everyone? Man? Good, how are you? Good, good. So, in honor of The Cheapster, uh, I wanted to, you know, I usually drink a beer on the show and I wanted to get PBR because that's a nice cheap beer, but they didn't have it. So, I got Yingling Flight, which is Yingling's new light beer, 4.2 ABV. It was only like eight bucks for a six pack, so that's pretty cheap. Yeah, that's good. How is it? What's your What's your review of it? Not bad for a light beer. <laughs> yeah. It's actually it's actually pretty sweet. Hmm. That's interesting for Yingling. Yeah, it tastes um almost has like a caramel taste to it or something. Yeah. They might be adding some kind of uh corn syrup or something to it or huh. I don't know. It shouldn't be sweet if it's if it's that light for yeah. too. But it used to be one of my favorites, Yingling, because it was so cheap and then mm-hmm. found like PBR and all those other ones, I'm like, I like those better. So, <laughs> yeah, regular Yingling is is pretty good. I don't. I mean, the only time I drink it is if I go to an Orlando City uh, soccer game. They have uh, you can get the 24 ounce Tall Boys for like 12 bucks. Yeah, and they just give you the can, and you can just suck it the yeah. whole game. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's like so. here we've got Thursday uh, baseball games. They give you one dollar course. Which I love that. They're just 12 ounces, but for $1, you can't beat that. <laughs> Coors Light or regular Coors? Yeah, Coors Light. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I used to drink Coors Light all the time back. Yeah. In the good day. beer. <laughs> yeah. If we got anybody in the chat, say hi. So anyway, uh, I'm trying to think of like how I got turned on to your, your channel. I think it was Jason Loves ABR. He, he keeps changing his screen name on YouTube all the time. <laughs> Uh, he recommended you. Okay, yeah. And I he's checked you out. Yeah, been around a long time. He's been uh, one of the beginning people on my channel. Um, yeah, I have your channel up here. You kind of remind me of Nugs. You have a lot of video. Yeah, well, you have one video that's over a hundred thousand views. My first day working for DoorDash. Yeah. And uh, first day with Uber Eats, forty-eight thousand. Day in the life of Grubhub, forty-one thousand. Twelve tips for new Grubhub, thirty-nine. Thousand honest review of handy thirty two thousand yeah that one's interesting <laughs> that one blew up somehow yeah that your yeah your channel's interesting because you get these these videos that kind of go viral within the community and then a lot like you'll have other videos that like you just posted and like they only get like a couple hundred views you know yeah yeah people. People love the uh, delivery driving content, which that's not my my full channel. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, personal finance and entrepreneurship stuff like that. So, yeah. but yeah, it's those videos do really well. <laughs> <laughs> is Elizabeth your wife? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> How you doing? Kim's here. Sandra Rogers. What's up? Um, so let's kind of start at the beginning. So I know you're originally from Ohio, but you're in South Carolina now. Yeah, how did, yeah. How did that happen? I moved to South Carolina. See, it was about two and a half years ago now. Um, so I'm from Ohio, born Ohio. I was there for 
26, 27 years and then moved down to South Carolina. Uh, me and my wife, we just decided we wanted to change. We got married, uh, right before that time and we decided we wanted to change, uh, and move somewhere else. So we, I've always wanted to live closer to the, uh, the shore, closer to a beach at all, because uh, my whole life we took vacations down to Myrtle Beach. So South Carolina seemed like a good place to go, which little did I know, I actually moved to the upstate, which is like about as far as you can be from the shore in South <laughs> Carolina. But still, it's like a three, four hour drive. Um, so not too bad. Yeah, I was just about to ask, are you on the beach? But I guess not. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm in Sanford, which is about an hour from Daytona Beach. Okay. I take yeah. I four, which actually I go out there. Well, not as much as anymore, but I used to go out there all the time for Amazon Flex. Okay. Yeah. But uh, you know, what? we have similar stories because I'm from upstate New York. Okay. I, yeah. I moved to Florida six years ago. Cool. For what? Kind of the same reason as you, but more for like political reasons. Like I didn't really like the way the state was. I've been trying to convince my parents and my sister and my brother to move out of there, especially everything mm. that's happened in the last year. Yeah, we're actually, <laughs> we lived in New York, me and my wife, for six months. Uh, right before we moved here, we got a chance to live in Manhattan for six months for her work. So oh, we're from she do? New York, too, I guess, for six months. <laughs> what did she do? Uh, she works. She used to work for uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. Um, wow. But, yeah, she's changed job since then. But, <laughs> yeah, it was an awesome experience living in Manhattan for a time. So what was your career before YouTube and... DoorDash um, and Grubhub and all that stuff. Bunch of stuff, uh, which that's why, like, my channel's more kind of about entrepreneurship, even though those videos have really taken off. Uh, like, my biggest career that I've been doing for years is my eBay business. You can kind of see right back here, I've got, like, packaging stuff because my, my house is full of, like, stuff that I'm selling and just eBay packaging and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, I did um, landscaping and handiwork. That kind of started me off when I was really young. I did that kind of stuff. I did landscaping, mowing for people. Um, but yeah, I did that for years too. And then I would do some subcontracting and then I did selling on eBay. Like I said, um, used to be a paper boy. I don't know. There's, there's been <laughs> like a lot of different things that I've done over the years, just entrepreneurship ventures I've gone into selling stuff and doing stuff like this, but that's kind of the, what got me started. Do you ever have a, a nine to five job or... I uh, I had a eleven to seven job, which is just two hours later. But uh, actually, when I lived in New York, I was planning to run a. Um, have you ever heard of a board game cafe? Uh, sounds familiar. It's like, like it's a cafe that we have a lot of board games. Um, mm -hmm. So you can come in, you pay like a cover, and you can play board games. So I was planning to start one of those up, and then the pandemic hit. But when we were in New York before that, uh, one of the things I did to kind of get some more experience was I worked like off Wall Street right there at a coffee shop and uh, learned to make coffee, stuff like that, try to actually get work in the industry. So I worked uh, – it was supposed to be part-time, but closer to the end, I was pretty much working 11 to 7 for Monday through Friday. So it was kind of that full-time, mm -hmm. which – I didn't really like, but I also knew I was only there for a short time. So I was like, ah, this is fine for now. But yeah. <laughs> no, I try to avoid nine to fives. I'm not a, a morning person at all <laughs> either. So <laughs> try to stay away from them. I used to work like 11 to seven or like one to nine, one to 10 when I first started doing Instacart full time. Yeah. When, when you actually could, 
but now like you can't really do that with Instacart anymore. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I've been doing a, an experiment. It was supposed to be a one week experiment. I was going to work Monday through Friday, nine to six, like with a w- one hour lunch, like more, you know, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to see like if Instacart was dead. Cause I haven't really done Instacart consistently in a long time. Yeah. And the first week I was doing it, I made the most I had made in like well over a year. I was like, Oh, Instacart is back. And then the, the second week, I made a little less money. There was a few days there where it was just totally dead. And then this week is definitely even slower than last week. Although my my rating on Instacart has taken a hit, and you know you know how the Instacart works, where it's like they give the best batches to people who are like five point Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I went from like five point to like four point nine eight to four point nine two, and I'm like four point eight eight right now. Yeah, people have been just nitpicking and oh, yeah. <laughs> like I used to get like at least like 66, you know, like two thirds of my customers to rate me. Cause you know, how it's like on a rolling 100 cycle, you know? Um, so it's on your last 100 orders, whether they rated you or not. And then like it, so when I started doing it full time again, I like when I, when I first started, it was like, I had like 67 ratings and like every day I would log on to the app and my rating was still 5.0, but like the total number of ratings I had would drop by however many orders I placed that day. Yeah. So I went from like 67 to like 52 to like 40 something and it was down to like 30, 20 Man. something. I'm like, what is going on here? Nobody's rating yeah. me anymore unless they don't like me. So there's something happening <laughs> with the Instacart um, rating system and they're moving to um, – like a thumbs up, thumbs down, which I actually I think is a good idea, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm getting hosed on the on the ratings. But is is that what you <laughs> started on? Was Instacart? Um, well, actually, the first gig app I ever did was Uber. Okay, and I did rideshare driving for almost a year and eh, probably about nine months or so, and then I took then I just kind of realized I didn't really need the money and was driving way more miles than it was worth, and yeah, um. You know, and I had a day job at the time, and then I got another day job after that. And actually, I used to live in Lakeland, Florida, which is where it's a little closer to Tampa. And um, that's when I worked for Publix, the supermarket chain. Okay. Um, I worked at the headquarters in Lakeland. And uh, then I got a job. I was recruited by Microsoft for a job up here where I live now. And this is way back in 2018. And uh, so I moved from Lakeland to here, and I did this job for Microsoft, but I was only there for like three or four months, and I hated it, and I just quit. And oh, I've been doing gig work full-time ever since. And I first, okay. at first, I was just doing Uber and Lyft, and I hated it. And then I, I forget how, but sometimes I got turned on to Instacart, and I was like, oh, I can make way more money and drive way less miles. Yeah. It's so much better. So yeah. And then, then I found about DoorDash and mm-hmm. uh, Grubhub and Amazon Flex and all that stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah. Instacart's actually how I got started back in, I think it was 2017 or really early 2018. I can't remember exactly when it all was. I kind of forget. I'm getting old. (laughs) But yeah, I started with Instacart and then uh, did that for a little bit. They changed the entire system. I don't know if you were around back then when they like changed everything. At least they did. Maybe they didn't do that nationwide, but they did it in Columbus. They changed uh the market so it wasn't divided up so it started being this is all in one of my reviews i did of it talking about it but they did it so it was the entire area of columbus i could get orders and they ended up like sending me just terrible orders to the point where i was making like five dollars an hour so i was like this isn't working anymore and that changed like within a day and i was like i felt like i lost my job because i was making good money and then it switched to that and i was like man i 
I just feel like I lost my job in a day. So it was mm-hmm. rough. Yeah, I saw your one of your old Instagram videos talking about that. And, like you were saying, yeah. you're, like getting like an hourly wage or something. I was like, how did that work? Like, yeah, that was the very early days of Instacart. Uh, in Columbus, it was ten dollars an hour if you didn't reach that, you would get paid extra. And it was, I think, per day. I can't fully remember now because that was so long ago. But yeah, I think it was per day if you worked like. 10 hours, then you'd make sure that you made, they'd make sure you made a hundred dollars, even if you did nothing. And there were some days where the orders were so slow, I would get those minimums. So that was kind of fun with that back then. Actually, Grubhub did that kind of thing. Actually, when I first started with them and there were days where they had so little orders, I would reach, uh, they would not make as much and they give me the minimum. So it's kind of funny on the earlier days of doing it, they were a lot more generous with paying things out. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I don't know if you've seen that there, there's a group that's going to do an Instacart strike or whatever um, in a week or two. Huh. And like they want to return to the old days of Instacart where you got paid like 40 cents an item or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that not in a million years. That's not going to happen. So Yeah. See, there's – there's st- well, I don't know what exactly the system is now, but there were catches to that back then where they would do 40 cents an item. But I had orders – I think I talked about this in one of my videos that you might have watched where somebody ordered like uh, – was it like – 40 gallons of water or something like that so i got paid 40 cents because it's the same item but i had to pick up 40 gallons of water like 40 individual one gallon jugs of water so they kind of like worked the system with stuff yeah i did see that one yeah that's not eh, i I had an order once you know uh, do you guys have aldi in south carolina yeah yeah i love aldi they have aldi in uh columbus Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So, like, you know, the all the bottled water is fairly cheap. It's only like two fifty for a twenty four pack. Yeah. And I remember in like summer of twenty nineteen, a guy ordered like I think he wanted like thirty or forty cases. Oh man, <laughs> this is way before COVID, and there weren't really. Rest- and I was like, "Am I going to fit all this in my Honda Fit?" Yeah. So I did like half of it, and I drove to his house, and I drove back to the store and got the rest. Oh man, that's rough. <laughs> did he at least tip all right? Uh, yeah, I think he tipped all right, but okay. I mean, you got that heavy pay, so yeah. I think, yeah. See, we didn't have heavy pay back when I'm talking about this, and I had to drop it off. The person didn't answer the door, and back then, if they didn't answer the door, you drop it all at their door. So I had to take all these gallons and just line them up on their patio, knowing that they're not going to tip me, and that's why they're not answering the door. So it, yeah, was, a, I remember, it was a fun day. <laughs> yeah, everything now is just leave it at the door, unless they got mm-hmm. booze. Yeah. Even, yeah, I'm like, I don't even, like some people, like, I don't know when's the last time you've done Instacart, but on the app, like, people can still choose, like, leave that door if I'm not around or definitely mm-hmm. meet me. And a lot of people, this a person I delivered to today, it was, they had their set preferences set to hand it to me. But then in the delivery notes, it says, leave that door. Don't ring doorbell. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do here? So... <laughs> If if their notes say leave a door, then that's what I do. And I yeah, I got that timestamp camera app, and I take a picture of every single delivery. And mm-hmm. even if they have alcohol, and I know that, like, I I don't think it's possible for them to say they never got their order when you actually had to do a face to face. You know, yeah. But I I still try to take a picture anyway. Oh yeah, I so. I mean I've never come across somebody who's like straight up lied about stuff like that. Luckily, I feel like that should happen probably more. But I've heard many stories of people say that they have people say that they never got their order and wish they had a photo of it. I'd take a photo of everything now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. So anyway, uh, let's talk about YouTube. So look, the channel, this the Cheapster, 
is that your first channel or um kind of yeah i had another channel that wasn't really like a a youtube channel that i've had for like ever since i was really young when youtube was first starting out and stuff Mm -hmm. uh but that was never meant to be like a youtube channel youtube channel was just stuff i uploaded to uh, every now and then but i've actually taken all that stuff down so that channel's not anything anymore because i had like copyrighted music and it's Mm -hmm. you know how youtube works it's attached to you so i'm like i'm not taking any chances where they're like oh this channel struck down and now we're deleting your other channel too (laughs) yeah it says uh this channel it joined november 4th 2016 yeah (laughs) which that's actually not when i started doing anything that was i i remember i was sitting in bed really late one night i've always wanted to start like an actual youtube channel and i just remember thinking I, I'm just going to start it. I'm just going to get on Google and I'm going to figure out how to start a channel. So I knew I wanted to do videos on like saving money and uh, making money and stuff. So I decided to call myself the cheapster because I've always been a cheap person, always been focused on like saving money and making money ever since I was a kid. So that's what I decided to name the channel. And I didn't actually upload for a while after that, but I, I think my first video was 2019, something like that. So it was quite a while after i actually started the channel uh that i actually did my first yeah video. I'm, I'm looking at your channel the the one about netflix yeah yeah it said june 2019 yeah which that video is funny because it quickly <laughs> became irrelevant because my information <laughs> in it it doesn't exist anymore it was about mm-hmm. how you could buy discount netflix gift cards and they don't mm-hmm. exist there anymore now so yeah. you can't do it but sorry <laughs> I'm surprised a lot of these old videos, because people love the that content about saving money, you know, mm-hmm. about, um, like, there's whole channels where they get, like, every view, or every video is, like, six figures, like, how, like, I forget the name of it, there's a guy, every single thumbnail is him going like this, like, secrets, all he doesn't want you to know, or Costco doesn't want you to know, or something like that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, like, channels like that, they, t- like, whenever you're trying to tell people how to save money, they usually get pretty, uh high views i'm like man i wish i had thought about that because yeah. i'm, I'm kind of like that too I've, I've shown a lot of uh like money saving things in my videos like you know like get upside and gas buddy yeah um oh i love get upside that's huge yeah. for me i saw you you did a video about <clears throat> ibotta um mm-hmm. that's but there's there's more my favorite apps too yeah there's more receipt apps uh there's fetch which i like because you don't have to nitpick and pick out all the you, you just scan the whole receipt and it figures it out for you yeah i just i mm-hmm. just downloaded that like last month i didn't know what that was i wish i would have mm-hmm. known back when i made a video on that stuff yeah um and there's shopkick and tada mm-hmm. and coinbase uh receipt pal there's receipt hog but i've never been able to get in with them and yeah i thought they died but apparently they're back because mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure there was a time they said that they yeah. shut down but i think they're working again i don't know <laughs> the receipt rebate apps are awesome if you're an instacart shopper or corner shopper shipped because what you do is just take your customers receipts and scan them with those apps and what i do is i just let it build up and then like i use all that money for christmas shopping at the end of the year hmm. yeah that's awesome <laughs> so um let's see i came up with a a long list of questions <laughs> oh yeah so how did you create the the mouth logo and the eyes is was that inspired by annoying orange um no i think it was just the the insta or the snapchat filter at the time that does that that's actually where it's from i took just took a picture on 
Snapchat with that. And it was back when, um, before I even started my YouTube channel, there was one day I was home alone. My wife had left with my mom to go somewhere. I forget. And I was home alone. I'm a big extrovert. So I was bored home alone with nothing to do. So I actually just like ran around the house with my camera and I took like a, it's kind of like the old vine style of like videos of myself, like doing things. So it made like one big story. Actually, I think I, I have it uploaded on my channel. It's called, uh, the adventures of diddly squat, <laughs> which, uh, that's kind of what like started that. And I did like this funny, like storyline with it. And I thought it was fun. So that kind of made me want to do YouTube more. And uh, I guess that kind of carried over into my channel because I, I had this guy called Lil Cheapster. I don't know if you've seen him. I guess, yeah, it, it's at the end of all my videos. It's just me yeah. with like that face filter. Um, and I want to do more with it, but it's kind of time consuming to have to put it into all my videos. So I kind of stopped using it as much. But I'm hoping down the road I'll do more with it and stuff. But I guess that's kind of where all that came from. <laughs> Yeah, you know, what I was gonna say is like you could do that as like a a character, mm-hmm. or like you could like put them like over your shoulder, yeah. like 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 a yeah. Mixoplick from Superman, or you know, yeah, that was the plan. Of- um, I I have a few videos where I kind of did that, but of course it was like it's an extra step. I had to record it, I had to like cut it out and do all the stuff. So sometimes I just you know just didn't want to do that. But yeah, it's something I want to use more down the road on the channel. What do you edit with? You Adobe Premiere? Or? Yeah, Premiere. Unfortunately, <laughs> I know it's not a a very cheapster thing. I should be using like <laughs> DaVinci Resolve or something. But um, I've I went to film school. Actually, I have a degree in it's oh. a degree in communications, but an emphasis in film. And I always used Premiere there doing all my projects. So it's what I grew up on learning. So it's kind of hard for me to say I'm not going to use it. But Premiere is very expensive. If you're not if you haven't learned editing, don't use Premiere. Use DaVinci Resolve because mm-hmm. it's, it's free and it's. I think it's pretty much the same functionality. I do kind of want to switch over to it. Yeah, you, you kind of remind me of Nugs. Like Nugs said that he went to like trade school or something in high school and he learned Adobe Premiere like while he was in school. Yeah, it's like I, I like I I I always say I'm going to sit down and like learn it. And it it seems like really complicated, but I, I, I've heard like you can, like there's free YouTube videos that will walk you through it or like you can pay to like take a course or something. Yeah. Like, oh man, because I've been using Sony Vegas for like 10, 15 years. Is it, it's it's like an old version of it? No, I mean, they update it all the time. It's just called, uh, I forget what it's called now. Movie Studio 14.0. Okay. But it's like I know the ins and outs of it. And like I don't really do like animation in my videos. So um, I mean like I like just recently got a green screen. Yeah. I'm like I should have done this a long time ago because what I did is I just moved my desk. So the wall behind me is just literally just a, you know, beige wall. Yeah. And I just painted it green. I went to Walmart and got some (laughs) lime green paint and just painted it. Yeah. Hey, that was my childhood growing up. I painted both my rooms that my parents were divorced. I painted both their rooms green that I lived (laughs) at. So not because I was green screening, just because I wanted green walls. (laughs) That's a, yeah, that was a question. Do you have experience? Let's see. So do you have experience in like comedy writing too? Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, I guess just growing up trying to make people laugh. (laughs) So what other channel, either past or present, what other channels... You know, past or present, GigTube or not GigTube, what channels have inspired your style and your content? Um, 
Well, uh, you've mentioned Nugs a lot. I, I actually didn't see his stuff until after I started doing like uh, like gig work stuff. But I would say I've watched some of his stuff now, and he he definitely inspires a little bit. He gets very good views. It's impressive uh, what he's able to pull in doing DoorDash, which I do think DoorDash has a leg up on Grubhub with YouTube. For some reason, you do DoorDash content, and it, it seems to blow up way more than anything Grubhub. Uh, but yeah, I'd say I've watched some of his stuff, and that's been pretty big. But um, man, I don't know. Uh, Mr. Beast, I'd have to say, is it's a very vanilla answer, but... <laughs> Mr. Beast has inspired a lot of my, I do cheapster challenge stuff where it's me. Like, uh, like I did a video where I ate off $1 a day for a week at Aldi. So every single day I got one more dollar. So it wasn't $7 for the week. It was $1 and then $1. So that made it a lot harder. Obviously, Mr. Beast was an inspiration for doing those kind of challenges and stuff. Um, and I guess, uh, obviously, you know, PewDiePie, he's a, <laughs> the biggest, biggest YouTuber. Everyone kind of, I think, draws some inspiration from him. Um, but I think my favorite YouTuber is probably Cody Ko. Uh, I really like him. I like his, his vibe, personality and stuff. Uh, I definitely like the way he does like filming and stuff. So he's a pretty big inspiration too. It's funny. I've, I know who Mr. Beast and PewDiePie are, but I've never actually watched any of their videos. Yeah. I don't really watch like those super A-list, you know, um celeb the, like the closest I get to that is like probably Mark Rober, you know him? Okay. Yeah. He yeah. does like the science videos. Yeah, his videos are yeah. blow up. <laughs> They're insane. Yeah. I mean, he only puts out like one video a month, but that's like all you need, you know. Yeah. Um Yep. Yeah, I, I was also going to say uh do you ever watch Reckless Eating cuz uh some uh-uh. of the stuff you do kind of reminds me of them. No, I've never heard of them. Uh they're if you, they've been around since I don't know, like 2009 or something. It's a bunch of guys in LA, and like their whole show, their whole channel is just about them. Like they'll eat like regular food, but then they also like once a month they have like this crazy show where they get like the craziest. Like it has to be like legit food that you can buy in the supermarket or like maybe not in America. Somebody sends it to them from overseas or something, but you know, like there's like fermented shark and uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of durian fruit. I think it's huh. in Australia. It, or it's like in Indonesia or something like that. Huh. Um, Fermented a, sharks sounds terrible. It reminds yeah. me of dissecting sharks in school. And yeah. Like a lot of those, <laughs> the Asian countries and the like Scandinavian countries they eat like some really gross food. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, but I mean, like I was watching one of your real old videos where you and your wife like try cheap wine yeah you know like that's or uh we you got uh we bought an eight everything 75 cents or less from Publix. Mm-hmm. like that kind of reminds me of um reckless eating okay you know i thought you were gonna say like a real throwback if you remember epic meal time i don't know if they're still yeah. doing stuff but i thought you're talking about them yeah i don't know if they're yeah i don't know if they're still around either but yeah i so i i liked epic meal time and then i realized like all their videos are essentially the same you yeah know? It's always like, in with some kind of meat and some sauce. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Uh, let's see here. So have you noticed, like, so when you move from Ohio to South Carolina, like, how would you how would you say, like, the apps and, like, gig work Ooh. in general differ from from the two regions? Well, I, I don't know if you saw, you probably didn't see the how to change your delivery driver region for Grubhub. 
I did a video on that. So I had the worst time trying to move from Ohio to here. It took me um, an entire, almost, almost an entire year, I think. Can't remember exactly now, but I think it was like an entire year that it took them to change my account from Ohio to South Carolina. And I don't know why. I have no idea why it took them so long. They said I was on a wait list. I tried to reach out to people and it was just an endless loop of nobody ever telling me what was going on. And uh, actually last year during the pandemic, I would just fly up to Columbus because the beginning of the year, I still was not able to work here. And mm -hmm. some things fell through that I was planning to do here. Some of the stuff I used to do in Ohio, like handiwork and uh, stuff like that, didn't work as well here. I don't know why. It just the same stuff I used to do there didn't work the same here. So I was kind of uh, stuck without much of a job other than my eBay business and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I would actually, I just fly up there uh, for like 10 days a month and then uh, work up there for, I would do like 15 hour days, work like uh, 150 hours in 10 days. I just burn myself out and then mm -hmm. fly back. And that's what I did for, I think it was like six months or something like that. Um, which actually, I think one of those days is when I did my day in the life of a grow up driver video, which was like one of my first really big videos with gig working and stuff. Um, so that's kind of what got started there. How, how far is it from Columbus to Greenville? Um, it's far, it's, uh, like nine hours. So I okay. guess maybe not so far for you being from Orlando <laughs> cause everything's far, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's not a, not an easy, just like days trip. If it so, was like six, wouldn't be too bad, but nine's pretty far. So yeah. Speaking of Grubhub, what happened with your, I was watching your video. So it's like something happened with your background check. Yeah. It wasn't so, like a customer complaint or anything like that or. Yeah. No, I mean, they, Nothing that I could find. It was, uh, it's kind of the same thing that I'm talking about with like trying to change my region. So maybe this will take a year and then I'll be back on Grubhub again. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I got a, a message that said my account, my background check had failed and I had, uh, however long to fix it. And I'm thinking, what do you mean? Like, I mean, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm straight laced. I've never committed crime, never anything. Nothing should be on my background check. I've never had a, a ticket or anything like that. Um, so, it should have been totally fine. And I looked into it to see what uh, was going on with it. And it didn't show anything on my checker report because we do everything through checker through Grubhub. I don't know if everything else does that, but we do it through checker there. And um, it said it was all clear and everything. So I messaged him back. I said, here's my license uh, so you can check it to see because that's what they were saying. Actually, my license had been expired. It was canceled. And that's why they were canceling my account and deactivating me. Um, so I sent them my license and said, here you go. Here's a picture of my license. Uh, it's active. I don't know what the problem is and uh, never heard anything back. And then they sent me another message. I figured maybe they had just fixed it and that was it. Cause sometimes that's how it was like when you had to update documents, you would just kind of send them stuff and they would just get back to you whenever <laughs> on it or never get back to you. So <laughs> I was just kind of thinking, okay, yeah, it's done. And then one day I got an email that said, no, your account has been deactivated and closed, which actually mm -hmm. it, it wasn't, which was what was weird. Uh, I was still able to work for weeks after they sent me this. So I'm thinking, okay, is it deactivated? Are these mistakes now? Why am I getting these? Um, so it was, uh, I guess they really did deactivate it and it was gone. And then I checked later and found out that the, my checker report somehow at some point had showed my Ohio license was canceled, which I had not been using for years because I had moved to South Carolina 
And I guess that's what caused the problem. I don't, mm. I don't fully know still because nobody's gotten back to me, but I know my checker report is completely clear now. And that was obviously some kind of mistake and nobody will get back to me to, to fix it. I've reached out to them many times. I've called, I even like called the, uh, like when you were calling like somebody while you're doing a delivery and like talk to him and he right. seemed to be like he was going to help me, but I think that he has no, like authority to be able to do anything like that. Yeah. So it's just to, the uh, endless loop. The support representatives are, yeah, all, they can only help you on the order that you're on. That's pretty much it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been kind of weird too. It's like that across all platforms. Yeah. It's been kind of weird because I, I feel like I was getting answers from people on customer support at the beginning where maybe they would say like, give us more information and then they would never answer me again. Um, now if I just send one message, nobody answers me. So it's mm-hmm. almost like I've been like blacklisted or something. I, I don't know. I even, mm-hmm. I had someone from uh customer support that does like the grow up customer, customer support, not the driver's support, reach out to me and say that they were going to try to help me when they saw my video. And, uh, I talked to them for a little bit. They said they were reaching out to somebody and then I didn't hear from them again. I haven't reached out to them. So maybe they just kind of forgot about it, but I'm kind of like, Maybe did they get a don't look into this farther, just leave it alone kind of thing? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure what happened. I don't know if it's ever going to get fixed again, but it was definitely a big blow. Growpub was my uh, biggest source of income, and it was my biggest app that I used. So it's pretty disappointing when that happened. I'm surprised because, uh, I mean, Grubhub in general has been going downhill for the last few years. Mm-hmm. They used to actually have like an over 50% market share, and now it's like, under 20% or something like DoorDash. Yeah. Just, I mean, but you're on with DoorDash, right? Yeah, I've got DoorDash, but I I feel like they are pretty bad here in my city. Uber Eats is okay, but I've had, uh, I don't know if you saw the first day I did with them, their map, uh, probably about 50% of the time it comes up, it's just black and I can't (laughs) see where the orders are. So I'm like, well, I, I can't make a decision on if I should do the order or not. So I've been kind of waiting for them to fix that, and it's been months, and it's still not fixed, so I don't know tried, when they'll fix it. You tried deleting the app and reinstalling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it does that to me once in a while, but not all the time. Hmm. So how many how many apps do you have on your phone right now? Uh, like delivery apps? All right. Any, or every any app. gig apps? <laughs> I was going to say I got tons, because uh, uh, for delivery, I've got... Instacart, Grubhub, even though I can't use it, I can't log into it, DoorDash, Uber Eats. Um, and I think I had Lyft, but I never actually signed up for that. Or not Lyft, um, shipped. But I never fully finished signing up for that. But yeah, those are the, the ones I pretty much work for. And I had Postmates. I still have it, but I guess, you know, they're dead now. So <laughs> Yeah, Postmates has been rolled into Uber Eats. Yeah, I do find it funny that they just shut that app down. You can't even go look at your past deliveries. I'm like, what if? What about like planning out taxes and stuff? I can't even see what I made <laughs> on there. Well, everything will just be rolled over into Uber. You'll get a 10.99 from Uber. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Did you ever uh, try Amazon Flex? No, I didn't. It's something I've wanted to try. I'll probably try it mostly just to get a video too and see if. It's something that's worth doing. You should also try a corner shop. That's a Uber's version of Instacart. Okay. And uh, I mean, whenever a new app comes out, they always have like baller payouts and that's, that's how corner shop is right now. Okay. And kind of like at the early days of Instacart. And I know like in a year or two, corner shop's going to be just as bad as, as Instacart. Yeah. It kind of stinks around here because 
the only chain like supermarket chain that's on with it is Win Dixie, which do they have those in some they probably do. Um I don't know if they do, but I know what they are. Yeah, it's it's like a more expensive, you know, Publix, but the, the actual stores themselves are not that good. Hmm. There's I, I, I have I think like fourteen or fifteen different apps. I have Amazon Flex, Bike yeah. Squad, Corner Shop Curry, which I still haven't tried yet. Deliver that, which is a catering one. Dispatch, <clears throat> uh, DoorDash, GoPuff, which I still haven't done yet either. Grubhub, I rarely re- point pickup, which I haven't done yet either. Roadie, I haven't done that in months. Skipcart, um, is, Skipcart is essentially the same thing as DoorDash, but with like a fraction of the the merchants and yeah. uh, and Uber. Uh, yeah, if you want to uh, apply for any of those, let me know and I'll give you my referral code. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of apps. Did you get any uh, referrals off like your YouTube videos and stuff? Um, I used to put them in and then people were telling me that you can get deactivated if you mm-hmm. make them public. So I usually, I think... I don't. I don't want to say that they're allowed because I'm not exactly sure. It looked like Uber Eats was a little more flexible on it. It looked like DoorDash was very. You can't do this, and of course Grubhub has nothing. So I was really disappointed about that because that was my main thing. But I had nothing I could even do with Grubhub. So mm. yeah, it's just other things like Get Upside. Get Upside's been great, and plus I love that app. It's just free money on on gas. So I put yeah. that in every single video I do <laughs> underneath yeah. in the descriptions. I've gotten a lot of referrals on GetUpside too. Yeah, it's great. And like somebody, I must have referred a trucker because everyone. I'll get an email at least once a week where I get like, you you got fifty eight cents or sixty five cents or seventy three cents, and yeah. you know it's a it's a penny a gallon. Mm-hmm. You know, which means if somebody's filling up that many gallons, it's got to be like a truck. You know. Yeah. Well, so. yeah. I mean, I because you know how they they've changed it now, but it used to be that you got like. Uh, however many cents back per gallon that you bought as a referral. We actually bought like gas cans. So we go out and we mm. fill up 50 gallons because I'm like, <laughs> well, I want to get the full amount that you can get. And actually the funny thing was when we, when I first started doing get upside and getting referrals and they had that so I could get the 50 gallons, it was right before the gas shortage here in South Carolina. So I had bought all these gas cans from Walmart that were delivered to my door the day that everyone was talking about the gas shortage. So I looked like a gas hoarder. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's not why I'm doing this. I'm not hoarding gas. It's unrelated, but I, of course just, you can't, can't explain that. So just tell everybody you're clairvoyant or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should have started selling the gas cans. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, man, I got a huge list of questions here. Are you, do you use Android or iPhone? iPhone. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say because if you use Android, you can you can try Driver's Utility Helper, which is a sponsor of my other show, <laughs> and uh, it's great for I, he, Gary, uh, the guy who runs the app. He he sent me an Android, and uh, for if I was I actually there's a few times where I was gonna make videos using it, and I shot hours and hours of footage, and they're still on my computer. I just haven't made a video of them yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I are you like that too, where you just shoot tons of video? And then you just kind of like put it on a folder and be like, all right, I'm going to get to that someday. No, I, I'm probably the exact opposite. It's harder for me to go out and film it. Once I've got it filmed, I'm like, oh, okay, great. I've got content. Just sit down and edit. <laughs> it's the going out and filming that's harder for me for some reason. What's uh, 
What kind of camera do you use? Or you just use your phone? Um, I started out just using my phone, which I think at the time was like an iPhone 6S or something. Hmm. <laughs> it was something that was really old that it had like, I think I was doing 720p videos. <laughs> I didn't even have 1080. Um, and then I bought, or actually I got for Christmas, a, uh, I asked for it, a Canon like video camera kind of thing. Hmm. And it was like really, really base model camcorder. Um, yeah, a camcorder. And hmm. I didn't really know. I've been kind of out of the, the game of like film and stuff, but I was like, oh, it's a camcorder. You know, it's going to be pretty good, but it never really like looked very good to me. I, I don't know why I tried to mess with settings and never could really get it to look good. So I actually ended up upgrading to a iPhone XS and that was what I used for a while. Um, and then just recently after the channels started to make more, I can put more back into it. Uh, I actually got a Canon uh, RP, which has mm-hmm. been awesome. It's a really great camera. It's what I'm using right now for a webcam. So it's, it's been a really great camera to have. Yeah. I've, I've thought about investing in like a better camera. I mean, I have an iPhone 12. I mean, this is a really good camera here. And I also, I, I just got, I got a, this thing. It's kind of like you're seeing the, the GoPro hero hat has like a mount, like you would wear a hat and like you put a GoPro right on your hat. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing except for cell phones. And so I'm gonna try making a video with that with huh. uh, with my phone. I'm I'm just kind of wondering if you're walking around like how bouncy it's gonna be. Yeah. Because I yeah, thought I, I thought about investing that. in a Go GoPro or you know comparable. Mm-hmm. Model. Yeah, I think I think the older GoPros are selling pretty cheap now on eBay and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, the I think they I actually found a website where it had a graph or a grid where it had every single GoPro model and like all the features. Yeah. And it, it was like for what I need and the price point it's like the, it's like the six or the seven is actually the best, hmm. the best camera because, uh, like I only need like 1080p. I'm not going to shoot in 4k or 5k, you know, I just want like 1080p, like 60 frames per second at least. You know? Yeah. Have you ever like done that? Like strapped anything to your head or like to your uh, body or well, anything? I, you know what? Let me get this up. <laughs> Should have had this ready to go at the beginning, but yeah. So I just got this in the mail today. This is the the hat okay. for like. Then there's a yeah, like a mount thing. Yeah, and then I also bought this. A couple of weeks ago, this is like a clamp. It's meant to like, it would go like on the visor. Like if you had any hat, you could like put it on the visor here. Okay. But I tried this and it's this thing. And then with, when you put your phone on it is very, very heavy. So like yeah. your, your hat just keeps going over your eyes. Then oh, it falls yeah. off. Yeah. So at least this one is like, it's built right into the hat so it can't fall off. And yeah. like it's on this part of your head instead of, so the weight is better. And then uh, I also have a spy pen camera. Okay. (laughs) I got this on Amazon really cheap. It was like 18 bucks or something. And uh, like you can add your own micro SD card to it. Okay, uh, cool. The the only problem is the directions are in like really, really poorly translated Chinese. (laughs) Yeah. So like there's certain like there's different colors on the back. Like you, you push. The, there's like a button. Of the, I think the battery's dead right now. But like the, this, it'll go blue or orange or blink or whatever. And like, yeah. I'm trying to read the instructions to like figure out what, 
what is what because like i was gonna do this like f- and then just like put this in my shirt or something or if i had like a breast pocket you know for mm-hmm. mostly for just not so much for recording vlogs or ride-along videos but just so when i'm making the handoff you know if the customer says that they never got their food well then i have the video of it but yeah it, it's too it's too much of a pain to use to, or to figure out so yeah uh, i'm looking forward i might i might use this tomorrow yeah so would you out. would you just wear that when you're picking stuff up or would you deliver with it on um if, well if i was making a ride-along vlog i would just wear it all day okay yeah. but i wouldn't i wouldn't wear it just to to wear it like yeah here's like the it's like uh, you would put your camera or your phone on here, I guess, and then it sticks. I don't know. I'll figure it out later. Okay. <laughs> I just uh, wonder if people will like get upset that you're like obviously recording them, and they might be mad about it. Or yeah, I mean, if you ever watch Nug's videos or Megan Reisman or Reisman or whatever her name, they like Nug's has like a chest strap, which actually okay. I have. I always kind of wondered what he did because he he yeah. gets like customer interactions and i'm like that's i'd be scared to do that. i'd be scared someone would be mad yeah the he always blurs their face out or you know yeah. cuts them out but like i don't i i have that chest strap too and it's like i forget where i put it but it's too much of a pain it's like putting on i was gonna say it's like putting on a bra or something but i <laughs> i wouldn't know you know but it's like but it's like it buckles in the front and you gotta put your arms through it and all that yeah and, I mean, it's kind of it's essentially the same thing as this, but it just sits at chest level. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I tried that um, like a year or two ago. It's still in the closet. I just never use it. And um, so then I was like, let me get into the hat one, you know, because at least you can take this on and off way easier than this chest strap thing. So yeah, uh, yeah, I was gonna say you can look into that if you want. Um, yeah, yeah, because I. I- feel like mine sometimes are too just me in the car but i'm like mm-hmm. if i get out I, i'm so like hesitant to be like oh look i'm recording yeah. this or i don't know i feel like people are just going to be upset about it yeah or, or i mean if you can get a spy pen where you can actually figure out how it works like, yeah that would be perfect or um there's this guy gig iq what he does he just takes an old cell phone he has like a breast pocket and it's the camera sits like right above the the pocket line which yeah. is perfect the only downside is like it kind of bounces when you're walking mm. but yeah um, like i i've it's funny uh speaking of cheap stuff is i have pretty much the same outfit i have like five or six white shirts like this yeah and uh i mean they're all like different brands and the the good thing and bad thing about white shirts is you know like i mean if you spill anything on it mm-hmm. you can usually get the stain out just stain stick it and bleach it yeah. And if you can't, just throw it away. And then in Florida, it's very, very easy to find a, oh, any white collared shirt, you know, Walmart, yeah. JCPenney or something like that. And uh, so I, that's pretty much all I wear. But it's it's weird is that it seems like a lot of like these golf shirts or polo shirts, whatever you want to call them, seems like most of them don't have breast pockets anymore. Hmm. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess none of my polos have breast pockets. <laughs> Anyway, um, so let's kind of go over some – give you some gig work questions here. Sorry, I'm choking on my own phone. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> so what, what days and hours do you normally work, or does it fluctuate all the time? It fluctuates a lot. Lately, it's been – I've not worked much because uh, just getting kicked off Grubhub, that's been uh, obviously a huge hit because that's what I did most of the time. 
DoorDash and Uber were kind of fill-ins. DoorDash especially was like if I wanted to work late, Grubhub ends here at like 10. Um, so I would pretty much work Grubhub most of the time. So yeah, I haven't worked a ton in the past few months. Just kind of just been waiting around to see if Grubhub would fix it. Now I'm realizing I don't know if it's going to get fixed or it's definitely not going to get fixed soon. So uh, I'm going to try to get back out there with Uber Eats more and see what more I can do with that. But yeah, it's it's not been much. But before, I guess I could talk about before everything happened, I would work... Um, I would work like two days a week and during the week. And then I always worked Friday. So it was always like three days a week I would work. Um, and then my Fridays I'd work pretty late. Sometimes if the money was good, I'd keep working on DoorDash. So once Grubhub was done in that, go work on DoorDash and I'd pick up late nights. Uh, if I just had nothing to do, I would just turn on DoorDash every now and then to go honestly sit and drive through lines because they would take like an hour just to get through a line. Mm. And I maybe would get like three different people's orders in that time I'm waiting there. And I would just watch YouTube and wait for my <laughs> orders. So it, it was terrible, like per hour pay. Cause maybe I'd make like, you know, 20 to $30 in like two hours or something like that. But mm. it's, it was like, well, I just got to sit there and watch YouTube and didn't really drive much. So <laughs> who cares? Yeah. I'm kind of like that too. Or it's like, I just want to, get out of the house and just work, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, like the whole, I mean, all of l- last year and this year when the government was giving out money, it's like, I'm I'm in a position now where I'm not like hurting, I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. Well, I, I never really was, but, um, you know, I can go a while without revenue coming in and I'd be yeah. fine. And uh, I was going to ask you, did you apply for the PPP loan? Um, I didn't. I actually, I didn't find out that that was something that we could have applied for as drivers yeah, was, until probably, the very end. You probably qualified for it because I think the stipulation was you had to be, have been a gig worker prior to COVID, which I was, and I'm sure you were too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I got like almost fifteen grand tax free forgiven. Wow! From the federal government, you know. Yeah. Don't tell me that now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I, I what I should have done was I should have put that towards my cybersecurity course that I took last year, but yeah, I didn't know if it was like a you had to show them that you haven't been working or something because in 2020 I actually was working a ton because I was flying up to Ohio and working up there. So yeah, like in 2020 was the PUA was basically on like you if you were full time gig worker, self employed or whatever. Um, you could just say you were unemployed due to COVID, and then I got like two or three months of unemployment. It's Man. where you get you get both federal and state unemployment, and then yeah. In the, in the spring of this year, I applied for the PPP loan, and and I got that. So that that was nice. Okay. So yeah, anyway. I wish I wish I would have known about that just to make a video <laughs> off it. I could have <laughs> talked about. I, it. I wish How I had discovered you a year ago. I could have yeah. told you about it. <laughs> it's too small know, back then. <laughs> well. Do you watch uh, Harry Campbell, the rideshare guy? Um, I don't I think I'm, I've heard of him. I, I don't know if I've ever seen his stuff. Okay, yeah, I mean he, it's he. Well, he has a podcast, and but he has like a whole group of people that make videos for his channel. He doesn't really make videos for his channel anymore, but um, yeah, he's a good one to watch for rideshare and just gig economy news. Okay, and uh, that's that's kind of been the inspiration for the metamorphosis of this channel because this channel started out as like Instacart 
tips and tricks and just general mm-hmm. ride alongs and things like that. And then I was like, you know, I, I much rather get into um, like kind of podcasting because it's so much easier. You don't have to write anything, you know, yeah. <laughs> just do everything on the fly. And uh, so I'm just trying to grow this whole podcast thing. The problem is it's a very niche audience. Yeah. Um, but, it's a, uh, it's a big audience. So there are a lot mm-hmm. of people who do gig mm-hmm. work. Yeah, well, I was gonna say if you if you're watching uh, Harry, I mean, he reports the news all the time, and uh, he he's been talking about it for a long time. Okay. Do you listen to any gig related podcasts? Uh, not really. Um, honestly, I don't. I don't really watch much <laughs> of like what I actually do. <laughs> I just kind of do it. But... I I would recommend check out Mike Delivers. He's he's kind of okay. like you. Yeah. It's like him him and his I've, wife. I've heard of him. Yeah. Um, it's. It's mostly him and his wife just kind of reviewing food, but he also um, tells tales of, you know, because he's an Uber Eats driver in Jersey. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually, he gets by doing just Uber Eats there and he does really well. Hmm. So yeah, it's an audio podcast. Well, he has a video, but it's on Patreon, but his Patreon's only like four bucks a month. So um, hmm. yeah, it's, that's a fun, fun show. Yeah. Yeah. He's a uh, big one. He's. He's got how I forget how many subs he's got, but he he's one of the biggest gig workers I think on YouTube. Oh, I think you're thinking of your driver, Mike. Oh, is that not the same guy? No, no, Mike delivers is an audio podcast. Okay, okay yeah. never mind. <laughs> but yeah, Mike delivers or Mike, your driver, Mike. Yeah, he he's kind of like uh kind of like Harry Campbell, where he's more about tips and tricks mm-hmm. exclusively. And like how to make money doing DoorDash and things like that. And yeah. It, more finances like that too. Bentley mm-hmm. Coop is like that. UDM. Um, and like, it seems like with GigTubers, there's kind of like only a handful of genres. It's either, it's like podcasts like this, um, ride along videos, which a lot, seems like the lady GigTubers do almost exclusively. Well, not like they only do ride along videos. They don't really get so much in the tips and tricks, although there are exceptions to all the rules, you know? Yeah. And then there's like, then there's the tips and tricks or just people commenting on the state of the gig world and things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so, a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. make money off being upset about gig work, <laughs> which I try to, I try to avoid that. I usually try to stay pretty positive on stuff. Obviously, when you get deactivated, it's uh, a little hard to make just positive videos, especially when you can't make yeah. any other videos. So, <laughs> what's your what's your eBay business? Um, just it's evolved a lot over the years. I used to um, started out with my phone. I had a Envy Touch. I don't know if you remember those phones back in the day. <laughs> um, my phone Is it a broke. Flip phone? It was yeah. It was it flipped, but it was also the front screen work. So it was like. Really cool for its time. <laughs> it had like a, a keypad on it too, but you could also use like a. I think you could turn it. I think you could turn it the other way. I, I can't remember now. It's been a while, but yeah, my phone broke and uh, I. It was my touchscreen stopped working, and I was searching about how to get it fixed and stuff. I was like a young kid, so I was like, I I'm not gonna be able to pay for this very easily to just get fixed. And I found out you could just buy a screen, so I bought one, fixed it myself. And I was like, that was easy. It cost me like 20 bucks and getting it repaired was like over a hundred. So I actually, I just started buying broken phones on eBay, fixing screens and then selling them. And I did that with like a bunch of phones for a, a while. And that was, it, it was decent money, especially for my age. 
Um, but it was super tedious. You'd end up with issues where the phones were broken and stuff. So I did stop doing that eventually and then went to, um, Goodwill find uh, like halls and stuff like that. I would go to Goodwill shop for like uh brand name clothes, um, and sell those kind of things, which that was pretty easy to do, but it was a lot of turnover because you wouldn't make much per shirt you found or pants or whatever it was you found there. Uh, but there was endless supplies of stuff to find there and I still have stuff from those days that I need to sell. But uh, then I, I switched over to doing other things. Now I sell just all kinds of stuff. But there was a time when I was actually selling uh, designer items, which is hilarious because I'm the cheapster. I, I don't wear designer items. I I really didn't know anything about them. But somehow I got into it where I learned to buy, especially wallets like Gucci and stuff. Um, and I would authenticate them because I got really good at knowing what's real and what was fake on eBay and then I would sell them uh, with better pictures and saying more about them and with the fact that it's going to be authentic and you weren't going to get scammed. Would you get like someone. a certificate of authenticity or something? Or? No, I mean, I would just say in the description, I've been doing this for years and I know how to authenticate these so you can trust these. I had 100% positive feedback. You could have so. just printed out your own certificate of... Yeah, I could have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did you it already for do, uh, six like, years, so collectibles like baseball cards or comics or anything like that um i've thought about getting into it i feel like because i've never been into it i'm kind of at a disadvantage because i'd have to learn the whole market um as a kid i collected pokemon cards though so when those Mm. were blowing up i was i'm still kind of like maybe i should get into that and look at selling some of that stuff uh because i i still own like you know all the original i have the full base set like two times over base set two, like all the, all the original, the Charizards and everything. So I've thought about getting into that, but yeah, sports cards I never collected. So I'd have to kind of learn from the beginning up. Yeah. That's funny. I'm I, my eBay account. I started in like 1999. It's still up there. Yeah. And I just hit like a thousand, um, what, uh, like, like reviews, uh, positive reviews. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So I mean, it took me like twenty years to get that's, a thousand. That's pretty good. I've only got like I think like about three thousand or something. I've been selling a ton for years. Uh, so wow. a lot of people don't review you, and I don't yeah. necessarily review back. So I think oh, yeah, positive feedback or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it, if it's still like that, but it's, it's like if you bought like you could buy like a thousand items from the same person or sell a thousand items to the same person, but it would only count as one rating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I used to buy comics a lot, and and sold comics a lot too. And uh, it's going back away. I remember when PayPal first came out; like that was yeah, nineteen ninety nine. And like yeah. you could actually, you could actually get stuff for free by signing up for PayPal. So they would give you like a five or ten dollar credit, and if you bought something like really cheap, mm-hmm. um, I remember having to pay for stuff on eBay with money orders. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Are I you remember back that far. I remember those early days when it would be like I was old enough, so I'd be like trying to get my parents to do that kind of stuff. They're like, "This is sketchy. We don't trust this." <laughs> how, how old are you, by the way? Uh, Twenty nine. Oh, okay. So I was yeah, like forty five back then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> did yeah, you this... give yourself the nickname the Chiefster, or did a yeah. friend or family member give you that? I mean, it's a little bit of both. Nobody ever called me like the cheapster, but everyone knew I was the guy who was always trying to save money and be frugal, so <laughs> be yeah. cheap. You know, it's funny. I if I'm, I was going through your channel the last few days, and it's like your hair and beard 
change lengths. All yeah. Sometimes you have short <laughs> hair and long beard or long hair and long mm-hmm. beard. And when yeah. you're lucky, you still have a full head of hair. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> like I, I don't. So like, I basically have to wear this haircut for like the rest of my life. Yeah. Unless, unless I get like surgery I, or something. You, but. you still got a lot of hair. As long as you don't see it from the top, you know? Yeah. But I mean, it, it kind of sucks in Florida because I have to wear a hat all the yeah. time or my head will get sunburned. Mm-hmm. And I thought about, like, I grow the, it's funny, like, I'll grow this beard every once in a while. And when I have it, I'm like, I look so good with this. And then, like, when I shave it off, I'm like, oh, I look like an idiot with that beard, <laughs> you know? Yeah. My my wife's never seen me without a beard, um, <laughs> and her her dad has never seen or her mom has never seen her dad without a beard, and her <laughs> sister in law has never seen her brother without a beard. So it's a wow. family tradition. You got to have a beard, or else I guess <laughs> we don't know what happens if you shave the beard off. <laughs> I thought about I, a few years ago. I went like probably I don't know if it was like six months or nine, but I, like I I grew this out. So it kind of came down to about here. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you know who Scott Ian. Uh, he's a guitar player for Anthrax or uh, Jordan Rudess. He's the mm-hmm. keyboardist for Dream Theater. They're both. Um, they both have like really long chin beards, like down to like chest level, and like they shaved their head. Yeah, I was like, maybe I should copy that look. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's like it, it, it seems to be a deflection. If you if you're bald or yeah. balding. <laughs> just just grow and it's funny because like this is the only spot on my face where i can grow a full beard like there's all these blank spots so i can't even like grow a beard like how you have yeah <laughs> yeah i've got a friend who's uh been balding for years and i'm always like just shave your head and grow the beard out it'll look awesome then <laughs> speaking of beard shout out to gig iq he has a good beard too yeah <laughs> I'm trying to think of who else who any other uh pedro he has a beard and mm. and long hair yeah, and it's like, man, if I had a, if I had a full head of hair, I would definitely let mine grow out. But that's what I, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, this is the first to... time in my life I've ever actually gotten a haircut, and my hair was still long when I got done. I've always <laughs> like just shave it, take it all off. But I'm trying to actually like grow it fade. out. Yeah, that's usually what I do. Yeah, like I, I there's a there's a nice uh, barber shop within walking distance of where I live. I go there like probably every other month. The guy he knows me now. He just like, hey, you want it like last time? Yep, I'm in and yeah. out in like a half hour. Although I always, whenever I get out of the barber and I look at it in the mirror, I'm like, oh, this fade looks really nice. But it, I was in the navy for ten years, so this is the haircut I had all the time. Yeah, yeah, you'd be so. used to it. <laughs> yeah, there was one time I grew my hair out uh, for a year, and I just never cut it for an entire year. I was actually kind of planning to do like a cheapster thing and get my hair cut and sell it. Uh, because uh, my hair is really thick, so I was like, maybe it'd be worth something. Because I've you heard can you can sell it. Yeah, I've heard you can can sell it or whatever. Or... Well, you can give it to charity or you can sell it. But <laughs> it's, uh, I actually found out at the end that you can't use like sulfates and parabens and stuff. And I had been uh, using that in my shampoo, so I couldn't do it. So I just went to some training school because I was in New York at the time, and their haircuts are insane. So I just went to a training school, <laughs> paid six bucks, and was like shave it <laughs> so they actually had the teacher come over and he was like teaching the whole class on my hair because i had such long hair and i wanted it all trimmed off so were you like a headbanger like uh in the heavy metal music and stuff like that or not <laughs> when i would work out i did like listen to heavy metal sometimes but i was a drummer but <laughs> not not really a heavy metal drummer do you still play um no i my mm. drum set's still in ohio and i <laughs> haven't touched it in years but i would love to bring it sometime <laughs> maybe i could stick it in the corner back here <laughs> yeah that's it's funny i have stuff in my parents house and 
upstate New York still, like my yeah. yearbooks and yeah. <laughs> I have my I have my winter coat up there. Whenever I if I go up there for Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever, like mm. and they pick me up from the airport, they bring that winter coat with them. Yeah, it's an important thing to have up there. Yeah, I remember it was like two or three Christmases ago. I get out of the, uh, you know, the the closest I have to that is just like a hoodie, and like I'm waiting outside for uh, the shuttle bus or whatever, in like you know twenty twenty something degree weather, just in a hoodie, just freezing. You know? I'm like, I can't do it. Taking my parents' house, they got my car heart. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so let's. We got off on a way to. I hope yeah. somebody's still listening on this, but. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm a talker. I'll, I'll get you off topic. We well, gotta I mean, get back onto this gig is, work. <laughs> I always meant for this show to be, you know, kind of like Joe Rogan type show where people just bullshit for two, three hours or, yeah. you know, at least an hour. We've already done an hour. So, um, what would you say most delivery drivers are doing wrong? Are doing wrong? Yeah. Oh, man. Good trying to get me to spill the tea (laughs) um i guess probably from comments i seem to get comments a lot that are people shocked that i'm declining orders which if people are accepting all their orders i would say that's what they're doing wrong um because i've done i think i just did one actually got it up here (laughs) Yeah, I just did uh, Grubhub. <laughs> I've got a list of like videos I need to do. I did the Grubhub, or no, I did DoorDash accepting all orders, um, and it was a terrible day. Um, yeah. It was just really bad. Not only like did I make l- less money, um, I was picking up orders that were worse that you had to wait for that I knew I would not normally pick up from those restaurants. Uh, I was delivering to areas I didn't want to be delivering that were more difficult to find, or like, I mean, it's it, it, trying to be nice about it. I mean, there's areas that are not as nice and there's things that come with that, like, you know, electricity not being on, like in the neighborhood, no lights, no, not being able to find houses because the numbers aren't on the doors and stuff. So just stuff like that would come with it. And then the, you would not get tips a lot of times because there are orders that are people are not going to tip you. Um, so I would say that's the biggest thing. If people are accepting all orders, you're not, yeah. you're probably not doing it right. I mean, if you're making great money doing that, that's great. But I, I don't know how people do because it's most areas. Yeah. It's just going to be terrible. Yeah, I agree. Or I would also say not multi-apping. If you're only working. Oh one yeah. App, that's what do you think? Uh, most restaurants are doing wrong. Restaurants. <laughs> um, man, you're really making me just, this is just going to be clipped out of context and just, it's going to be a burn reel for what the cheapster says bad about people. <laughs> um, I would say restaurants, Probably, it's not necessarily like the workers' fault, but the actual franchises or the owners of the restaurants not giving like a, for the most part, some places do it well, but not giving like a priority to the delivery drivers because in my mind, the people who are there doing, getting their orders right then or who are like ordering what they're going to eat, they're trying to decide that they're going to take longer. We're there already picking up orders that have been placed, so it should be given some priority that they should have the orders ready or you should be able to go up there. I don't like when we have to wait in lines that are with everyone else trying to order when I'm like, we already have the orders, especially drive through stuff like that, where I'm like, this could be done much better um, where we shouldn't have to wait in lines when the order's already there and they can already be making it, especially fast food places where they're just waiting for you to tell them 
that you're there to pick up the order to make it in the first place. So we should be able to get to the front to say we have an order and then bring it to people. I think your mic is muted. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Steve from Ride Chair Rodeos here. What's up, y'all? Check out uh, he he has a podcast, audio podcast. Uh, it's really good. So check okay. that one out. Um, you pretty much already answered this question, but I'll ask: What, what do you think most <clears throat> customers are doing wrong? Um, <laughs> you really are making me burn everyone. Uh. Well, I was going to say you already answered it with like no lights, no house number, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, which some of that stuff I can understand. I mean, there's times I've delivered or I've ordered something and you don't remember to flip on your porch light or something. Um, if you don't have numbers on your house at all to find you, probably a good idea to put that in the description <laughs> to at least let the driver know. But um, I guess I'm trying to think what the biggest thing would be. Not paying attention to their damn phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess... I, I, I guess it always has to come down to the tip, obviously. Mm-hmm. Being able to at least tip a decent amount, which I, I hate being in a tipped industry anyway because I just think it usually doesn't tend to work out as good, and I would still stand by that with delivery driving. I think it would be better just not to be tipped or a tip is an actual true tip they think you did a good job but mm-hmm. i don't like the fact that we have to rely so heavily on the tip to make the day worth even doing um so it's a little hard for me because i don't want to put that on the customer but also customers should know kind of how it is it's like when you go to a restaurant you know that mm-hmm. the waiter or waitress is relying on those tips so uh mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a full customer thing, but obviously there's a lot of customers who are just in the game to get their food for as cheap as possible and not pay the driver anything for not care about it, which I understand some because it is very expensive to order on the app. So I get why people are kind of doing it, but yeah, it's, it's obviously got to come down to tips. Yeah. See, I I knew Leo at some point would jump up here. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like a Bond villain. Uh, Hello, Mr. Bond. (laughs) Yeah. Especially with the skyline behind you. (laughs) Yeah. Get down, bud. All right. What is your single greatest delivery in terms of the satisfaction or the tip or both? Ooh. Um,. Well, I talked about this in one of my videos of delivery driving stories. There was a guy who, um, actually, I'll I'll tell the entire story. So, because it, it kind of goes back to more that happens. Um, my wife and I went away on to a place uh, that she booked that we were going to go away on a nice weekend um, and just get away. It ended up being a terrible time. It was a really bad place. There was lots of issues with it. I won't name names on what it was, but it was really bad. And we actually really had to fight the people to say that we wanted our money back, especially for one thing that we paid for that they weren't even fully open. Um, and they didn't tell us that when we paid it. Uh, so we had to kind of fight them for it. And they ended up giving us a $150 Home Depot gift card. And... We were thinking, okay, we'll use that. Or not Home Depot, sorry. $150 uh, like Visa gift card. And I wanted to go just buy like a Home Depot gift card with it or something so I could at least cash it out, have gift cards. 
Um, and I kept thinking I'll get around to do it. And then I tried to do it online. It wouldn't let me do it because there's issues with Visa gift cards and stuff sometimes trying to do that kind of stuff. Uh, long story short, it, it ended up getting, um, like it expired the day I went to go to the store to try to use it because it expired like a month after they gave it to us. And I didn't even think to check that. Cause I'm like, why would you send somebody a card that expires a month later? <laughs> so it expired that day and we were actually going out of town on a trip and that money was supposed to help us pay for our other trip that we were going on. So it was, uh, I was very upset about it that we um, let that expire. And then I, we were about to go out of town. I had picked up uh, Uber Eats. I turned it on because a lot of times when we're about to leave town, I like to turn on Uber Eats and just pick up stuff um, as it comes to take us out of town. And uh, I picked up one order that was really close by and taking us pretty much the way we wanted to go. So I was like, this is great. And it was like a $20 order or something like that. So I was pretty happy about that. Make a little 20 bucks, especially after I had lost that $150 gift card. Um, and then... Uh, as I was going to pick up that order, we got another order that was like 30 bucks or something. So it was going to make us uh, 50 bucks just, and it was perfectly going out of town the way we wanted. So I was really happy about that. I was like, we're at least get to make back 50 bucks. Um, so we go drop off the one, make the $20. And then we go to the next guy to drop that off and make the $30. And I'm there, I'm thanking them because they gave me a really big tip. So I was really happy about that. And I'm thanking them. It was a perfect location to get out of town. And as I'm walking away, a guy yells, wait, wait, wait. And I'm thinking, oh no, there's something wrong with the food. And I, I don't know. I, I'm like, I don't know how this works with Uber because I don't work them as much. I'm like, please don't make me have to go back because I'm already here where I want to go out of town and it's going to slow us down. Um, and he comes up with this like velour pajama set on like straight out of like he's he's like walking out of a mansion basically i think he might have had like like hugh hefner <laughs> yeah i think he might have had a beer in his hand or something like he was he was ready to relax it was friday he was ready to relax and uh he hands me some money and i'm thinking oh he's giving me extra i'm like does he not know that they already tipped me on the app and i looked down at it, it's a hundred dollar bill and he was tipping me a hundred dollars so i was just kind of like what <laughs> really because i've been doing this for years i've never had anything like that so super grateful for that it was a really awesome story and what was so awesome about it was in the end that those two deliveries ended up making us 150 dollars to go out of town so i thought that that wow. was pretty awesome that yeah, that's a pretty awesome coincidence yeah that we were able to have that back and i was like this is this is crazy that we got to make that money back what so yeah say? good story how about the, like, it doesn't have to necessarily be bad, but just the weirdest experience? Um, weirdest. Or weirdest place. Sure, you ever delivered to, like, you ever delivered, like, an elementary school or? Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's probably my weirdest story. <laughs> now that you remind me, uh, I had to drop off food at a, uh, I guess it was it was probably like a high school actually, and they didn't give me any uh, information about where to drop it off. It just gave me the address to the school. It didn't even say it was a school, so I got there to find out it's a school. And I'm like, oh great! So I'm like, kind of looking around. Is somebody gonna be staying outside waiting for this? Nobody was there, so I went um, inside to talk to the. Of course, they always have like that like check-in counter that you have to talk to somebody before you can go into school, which is obviously a good thing. <laughs> and, uh, the lady, when I told her I had an order, I was there for Grubhub and I had an order for somebody. She was like really mad at me. 
And I was like, <laughs> oh, I, well, I'm just a Grubhub driver. Like, what, what do you want me to do about this? And she was like yelling at me how students are not allowed and why why do we let students? And I'm like, I, what are you talking about? I, I don't know. I just get these orders and I just came because this is the address. So she took it from me and then stormed off. And I was like, okay, well, uh, yeah. that's that. So <laughs> that was definitely one of the weirdest stories. Yeah. Um, that, that was a good lead in because my next question was, how do you deal with angry customers? Um, I don't know how often you get them, but. I think uh, you mean you like like a in person angry customers or like well maybe not so much anymore but I'm like in pre COVID days you know where almost everything was handed to me yeah um, especially like if you got a fast food order where you could tell that other drivers had turned it down a bunch of times and then so their food had been sitting for a while until the base pay built up because they probably didn't tip or they tipped a buck or something but yeah. Um, there was a lot of times where, like, as soon as I picked it up, the customer was yelling at me, what's taking so long? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I did have somebody. It's Surprisingly, it's very rare um, that I would get that. Maybe because Grubhub, it was super easygoing. I think they still are with if the customer has an issue, they'll usually refund you. Every single time I think I've ordered food myself from Grubhub, I've gotten back at least 50% of my money because something was wrong. <laughs> so, uh, my thing was always just, if something was wrong, I just said, Oh, like, I'm really sorry. Like the biggest thing I always explain is all this stuff's packaged up. I'm not supposed to look through it. Um, so I can't really know it's the, the restaurant like forgot stuff or, you know, whatever. And then I just said, you know, contact Grubhub and they should give you your money back or get somebody to send you out the rest of your order or whatever. So, I feel like if I ever said that, people usually weren't mad anymore. Mm-hmm. I did have somebody once, though, who uh, I don't know why. I, pay, I guess their order might have been sitting for a while. But as soon as I got their order to me and accepted it, they were calling me immediately, yelling at me, asking me where I was, and telling me I was going the wrong way because I had a double order. <laughs> so I was yeah. still trying to pick up the first one, uh, which wasn't far away, but it wasn't obviously right to the restaurant, which that was the moment I realized that people can track you even when you're not picking up their order. So yeah. that was a little creepy for me because I'm like, I didn't realize people could like see exactly where I'm going when I'm not even going to pick up their order yet. But mm-hmm. she, I guess, calmed down. I, I just explained the situation, and when I gave her her food, she just took it, didn't say anything, and shut the door. So, <laughs> uh, best and worst public restrooms in your area? Huh. Best and worst. It's kind of funny. I just had a dream the other day that I was stopping off at a restroom that looked terrible, and I went inside, and it was like a full-on hotel room <laughs> with like two double beds. I was like, man, this is the nicest restroom ever. <laughs> uh, I wish that exists. You could take a little nap in between orders. <laughs> um, I don't know. I usually try to avoid going to the restroom yeah. uh, at any place. Uh, I usually just try to go home if I need to go to the restroom. Hmm. But I'm trying to think, like, if there was an emergency, I was trying to go somewhere. We have pretty good public restrooms in Greenville. Mm-hmm. Um, so I probably would just stop by one of those. Do you have a Wawa there? I don't the, think so. I've heard of that. It's a gas station slash 
convenience store slash sub shop. It's it's really good. I always say it's like the my break room. There's also a racetrack, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they 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 usually have you know the best public restroom nobody ever thinks of is a hotel lobby bathroom because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if you if you if you're in a hotel you're gonna use the, your your room yeah and there's so that's like who's the lobby depend especially if it's a pretty nice chain not like mm-hmm. Motel Six or something but you know even La Quinta or you know uh, someplace like that when I used to drive rideshare uh, I don't know if you ever been to Orlando but right outside the airport you know there's just tons and tons of hotels. And like this whole, there's like this like two three square mile radius that's considered like the the queue for Uber and Lyft drivers, and you you just okay. sit in a hotel parking lot, and if you had to use the restroom, you could go into a La Quinta or yeah Holiday Inn or one of those places, and the lobby, and especially in the winter, you, I would just sit in the lobby and watch TV. You Man. know, this is <laughs> this is pre COVID, and yeah. you know, so instead of even in the summer, like in the, it's in the winter, I'm gonna go in the lobby and where it's you know warm. I'm not gonna waste gas with my car on. Same thing in the summer. I'm not gonna waste gas running the AC. That's what I do between orders. I don't know, like if you do this, um, like I try to find like a hot spot and then just because it, I work during the day, I almost never work at night anymore. Um, and I'll just try to I'll park in the shade like way far away. And then mm-hmm. turn the car off, roll all the windows down, put the sunshade in the windshield, and because uh, I'm not going to waste gas with the AC on. And like it's funny, somebody will pull up next to me, and like they'll be sitting there for as long as I am, but like with their engine running, yeah. With the, so their AC is going. I'm like, oh, you're just wasting gas, dude. Yeah. You ever do that? Um. Yeah, I've. I feel like I don't end up having to wait much a lot of times between orders, uh, with the. The places I've been, and maybe that's just because I'm lucky to be by the hot spots. Like I think when I was in Columbus, I lived very close to the mall that I worked at, um, so I could go home and just wait for orders, which was super nice. And now here in Greenville, I live pretty close to downtown, which Greenville is still pretty small, so pretty much anywhere you are can be pretty close to downtown too. And um, I think some of the hot spots that people think are hot spots, sometimes I'll wait there, and it's actually worse. Sometimes it's better if I just wait at my house because I'll get orders that are like closer to my house that people wouldn't normally wait at as much. So I'd, I'd say I probably just do a lot of waiting at home um, or I just sit wherever my last order was and usually one will come in within five minutes. If, if nothing comes in five to ten minutes, then I might think, okay, I'll go home or move somewhere else. Yeah, it's... It's nice you have that option. Where I live, there isn't really much around here. Yeah. Well... Do you ever do or I used to get DoorDash orders all the time or Walmart orders on DoorDash and I haven't got a Walmart order on DoorDash in like six months. I guess they're not on the platform yeah, I where heard, I'm at. Yeah, uh, they're going to Uber Eats or Uber Eats is really starting to take the, the Walmart orders over. Yeah. Well, they're but, also with uh, Roadie and Spark Delivery and Point okay. Pickup. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they're still on with DoorDash. It's, it must be I, in certain cities. I but. just ordered something from Walmart. And I think DoorDash was the one who dropped it off. So I always feel bad about that because <sighs> you don't mean to. You're just ordering something from Walmart, and then you've got some guy coming to deliver a bottle of Tums, just just one <laughs> thing. And I'm like, I feel bad. And they they don't even knock on the door or anything because I I think it says not to do that. It just says to drop yeah. it off when it's Walmart and let them know. But I'm like, man, they're probably getting paid 
nothing for that, but like, that's yeah. I don't know why Walmart's doing that. Well, what I was gonna, there's a Walmart like a mile and a half down the road from me, and if I turn on DoorDash in my apartment, then I almost always get Walmart orders. There's also an IHOP that's fairly close, and mm-hmm. uh, a, a few other restaurants, but most of the, like if I turn DoorDash on while I'm sitting in my apartment, Walmart's well used to be that Walmart would pop up, but now it's one of the other restaurants where I drive. Like I live on the east side of town. I sometimes I'll just straight up just deadhead to the west side of town. I mean, it's only like six miles, and I can get there pretty quick. Yeah, like uh, there, there's just like a there's a mall and like a like a town center that's like the size of a small, you know, like a small town or a village or whatever. It's just all restaurants and stores yeah. and stuff. And yeah, that's great. You can just go anywhere and. Um, yeah, you brought What's up a- IHOP though. That's I just you remind me of all the weird stories that the guy they're all at IHOP. <laughs> That's always been a weird place for some reason. <laughs> I guess because they're what, open late. You know, IHOP used to do. They don't do this anymore. But this, tell me if this ever happened to you. Um, and it's not just IHOP, but it's a couple mostly mom and pop restaurants. They would give me some random piece of paper or like a well maybe not a napkin, but just like a random piece of paper. And say sign this to say that you picked up the order, hmm. or they're like, "Let me see your phone. I want to see you swipe start oh. delivery." Does well, that ever happen to you? I mean, I had an order stolen at IHOP, so maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I kind of do wish they did that back then, because yes, somebody came in and uh, apparently stole the order one day when I was doing an order, and it was a twenty-five dollar Grubhub order that was not that far. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was really disappointed about it. I think it was. It's in my. I think it's my day in the life of a grow up driver video that somebody stole that. Pretty sure that's the video it's in. So it, it happened actually, live in the video. Yeah, yeah and okay. it brought down my amount that I made to uh. like two ninety nine something <laughs> instead uh. of three hundred plus. So I was like, man, that twenty five dollar order would have been great. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, I mean, I can tell. Like a lot of people, there's so many viral videos of just scumbag people who they just sign up for these apps just to steal food i'm like yeah it's like that's such a roundabout way to steal food because you have to first of all you have to wait for the orders to come in then it has to be for a restaurant that you want to eat anyway yeah i've gotten free food but it's like really really rare like back in the pre-covid days i actually made a video about this where i took it down um i was going to a gated community and it it had was picking up hooters and it was funny because it was like hooters it was like two o'clock on a Tuesday or something, you know, uh, not exactly like a Friday night or whatever. And uh, I go to a gated community, and there's no gate code in the notes, so I, I'm texting the guy, no, mm-hmm. no response. I call him. That's no one response. of the things to say to customers: gate codes. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. And uh, and I can see this is like when I first started. I, like there's cars going around me, like they're just they mm-hmm. got their key fob or whatever, and like it just opens the gate. Yeah. So I call DoorDash and I'm like, the customers in a gay community, they're not responding to my messages, not, didn't return my calls. What am I supposed to do here? And like, oh, just leave the food outside the gate. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is, there's, there's some, what are you talking about? There's nowhere to leave it. Yeah. So they're just, yeah, and then DoorDash they're like, loves to say, just leave it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the, uh, the customer called and he's like, I just tailgate somebody in. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't think, I don't, I don't even know if that's legal. I mean, it's yeah. one of those super slow-moving gates where, um, mm. you know, those the ones with the arm bar, 
that go up and down like that. Like you yeah. can't tailgate through those. Yeah. Um, and then DoorDash, this the idiot DoorDash rep I was talking to, he's saying, yeah, just tailgate somebody in. <laughs> I'm like, I yeah. think you're telling me to commit a crime or yeah, I or guess at least that would probably be trespassing if you don't have the yeah. code. I mean, technically, so the company should not be saying to do that. Yeah. So they're like, okay, we'll just start. The, we'll start the timer, and if they don't come mm-hmm. out, like, cause, like that happens to me. It happens to me a lot on Instacart too, where I'm just like, it. You do get a return. Like I don't know if you ever done a return on Instacart. You get a ten dollar oh. bump, and you can. I'm so glad I never had to. <laughs> I I have gotten tons of free food on Instacart that way, especially uh, – it depends on the store, but, like, Publix won't return perishables. Okay. So that's, – um, That's better than if you can get some of the stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's no, most – I mean, single, live alone, you know, there's – I don't really need, like, a whole family's worth of food, you know. Yeah. It's like most of the time I just rather complete the, the order because – if you have to cancel it and do a return, you lose the tip. So if the tip is worth the return fee is only ten dollars. So if the tip is more than ten dollars, it's actually worth it to complete the delivery. Yeah, but you can't really. And with uh, DoorDash and Uber Eats and that stuff, like your tip is like, as far as I know, well, I know in DoorDash it's locked in. Like I've never had a tip retracted on DoorDash. On I think they can on Uber because they have an hour yeah. after delivery to change. Yeah, they it. can. Yeah, Grubhub I don't know how it is, is on locked Grubhub. in. It's, it is okay. I think it's uh, one of the the best with the tip is what the tip is. It rarely mm-hmm. changes though. That's kind of one of the mm-hmm. downsides. It doesn't usually ever go up. But mm-hmm. what's a what restaurants are on your blacklist? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, fast food places. I think. Oh yeah. So I mean, at times they won't be, but things like Jack in the Box. That's one of the places I will sit at night if I'm doing DoorDash and I just expect I'm going to sit there forever. But, I mean, yeah, late night there's a lot of those, like Jack in the Box. Uh, I think Wendy's can be really bad here. There's there's one Wendy's that's okay. The other one is, like, rough. And every time it seems like I get an order there, I go and they're like, we're out of this, so we're closed. Or somebody went home, so we're closed. Or we have too many people, so we're closed. I'm like... Every time it seems like you're closed here, so uh, that's definitely one of them. But um, for like restaurant restaurants, I don't know. I don't know if I have like a a restaurant I won't go to. It probably just depends more on what the order amount is. There is one place though that I did go to that was not uh, they weren't partnered with Grubhub. I'm sure you know about that where you just use your card, order and pay. Yeah, Yeah, so they don't even know that you're Grubhub, and they. They made me wait. take the order? Yeah, or? they made me wait for 30 minutes and then told me they wouldn't do it because I was Grubhub. So obviously mm. I won't go there, but that's because, I mean, I don't think they would do it anyway, so what's the point? There's a uh, local Mediterranean restaurant, and it's one of those places that they have, even though there's security cameras all over the place, they give me a random piece of paper and say, sign this, and I tell them, no, I'm not signing it. And they give me, a, like, I, so they're on my blacklist. I won't pick up from there, and I won't pick up from Wingstop either. There's a mm-hmm. wing stop like two miles down the road from my house, and they just take forever. Yeah, a lot of times you go in there and there's nobody at the counter. And here's here's a life hack. So if you go into a restaurant, especially fast food, and there's nobody at the counter, <clears throat> call the restaurant. And usually the phone is at the counter, and somebody will 
they'll run up front to answer the phone, and then I just hang up. And you're like, oh, there you are, you know? Because they don't yeah. have, like, a bell on the counter, which yeah. they should, you know? I think I have done that before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good uh, life hack, but... Yeah, there's uh, been some of those restaurants where I've thought about, like, calling ahead of time and saying, mm-hmm. like, hey, do you have this order? Because in the past, I've come, and it's not ready. <laughs> I think I yeah. have done that at, at a place before, because they're usually really slow, but... Yeah, I noticed... Uh, Back in the day, Chick-fil-A would wait until you got there to make the order. And, like, now, nine times out of ten when I roll up, it's already ready. Yeah. Yeah, they're usually ready here when I get them. Yeah. McDonald's is usually the worst. I mean, uh, is have you noticed, like, a, a labor shortage there, too? It seems to be nationwide. Especially oh, yeah. fast food places are all understaffed now. Mm. A lot of them... You know, I've seen in Nug's videos, he's still going to the drive-thru. Like, lobbies are closed, like... Here in Florida, everything's been open for like about a year, over a year. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we, unless like the place is shorthanded, you can still go into the lobby, still go up to the counter. Yeah, What's we it have like there? most things fully open. But yeah, during COVID, it was it was really annoying to deal with that because you'd have places that you can only go in to get your order and you can't go through the drive-thru. And then you have places that you're not allowed to go in and you have to go through the drive-thru. So, yep. and they don't put signs out to tell you that. So you're always in the state of, do I get into the drive-thru or do I try to go in? And it seemed like I always did the wrong thing. And they were always rude about it when I would do the wrong thing. And I'm like, I don't know. There's times where I'd be like, put a sign out and tell people because what are we supposed to do? And especially if I went to the door and then didn't go through the drive-thru, um, sometimes I'd see, you know, five cars pile up because that's my luck. And then it's like, now I'm five cars back. And that was, you know, maybe 20 minutes of waiting yeah. added to my order. So <laughs> that stuff would drive me nuts back then. Yeah. And there might be, uh, notes in the app that say drive through or say lobby close use drive through. Yeah. And then, it's and the then like you tell them, <laughs> like it says in the app, they're like, Oh, that's old. They haven't updated it. Yeah. So how am I supposed to know, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. I, there was a, a Zaxby's I went to here, and they had a giant banner outside that said, Lobby open! And I was like, <laughs> okay, great. So I go park, try to go through the lobby, and they're, the doors are locked. And then somebody's yelling at me from the counter saying, the lobby's closed! I'm like, what this? It's a giant yeah, sign! What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, we've been going like 90 minutes or so, so I won't uh, hold you up anymore. But um, give uh, the viewers a... You know, tell the viewers where you, or the listeners, if they're listening on the audio podcast, where they can find you. Oh, uh, well, you can find me on YouTube at the Cheapster, and mm-hmm. you can find me on Instagram at the Cheapster YT. You're not on Twitter. No. <laughs> you have a Facebook fan page or any of that? No, I've thought about doing a Facebook, but I guess I also have a Reddit. It's r slash uh, mm-hmm. Cheapsters. I don't know if that's how you mm-hmm. say it. I'm not a redditor, so yeah. but that's what it is. It's in the Reddit. It's supposed to be more for like people to discuss uh different uh places to work and stuff different ways that they've made money or kind of give mm-hmm. some ideas and tips to everyone else but it's still i think there's only like six people in there right now but yeah it's something that i'm trying to build to kind of have a community of people to talk about this kind of like what you're doing <laughs> move sorry now my other cat's <laughs> on the, the oh yes yeah. <laughs> it's they eat in 10 minutes so they're like where's our food oh yeah so <laughs> Yeah, you have a, a Scottish Terrier? It's a major schnauzer. Oh, okay. Yeah, our neighbor has a Scottish Terrier, actually. They just moved in, and I'm like, man, got a major schnauzer and a Scottish Terrier next to each other. <laughs> it's going to be noisy. <laughs> yep. All right, well, thanks for doing this show. 
Uh, if you ever want to be on the Sunday show where we talk about the news of the week, let me know. All and, right. Uh, I definitely recommend everybody uh, go check out the Chief Series channel. I, I, when I was watching all your videos, I was like, I like this channel because like pretty much any video of yours I watched, I wasn't like bored. I was like, wow, like every video is actually uh, well, you know, interesting. <laughs> thing to watch which it's yeah it's a pretty huge compliment yeah so. thank you i try to i try to make everything something that's interesting and not just put a yeah. bunch of stuff out there <laughs> cool all right well thanks for doing this and we'll see you next time oh, yeah thanks for all having right. me on yep see, see ya. ya bye we hope you enjoyed this episode we'll be back on sunday with this week's gig news a show discussing the latest news trends and viral posts from the delivery and rideshare sectors of the gig economy. Until then, keep hustling.